Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome. To this week's episode of Awesome Today, which, sad news everybody, last episode that I'll be recording pantless, the temperatures have dropped here, so if you're, if you're one of the lucky few who's found our home and enjoyed watching recordings through the front window, <laughs> you can still come around to the back window in the mornings and maybe do a little peeping Tom work <laughs> Through the bathroom window when I'm <laughs> showering. I'll put on a show. I might oh. even – oh, here's a good dad joke. I might even live stream it. Get it because the streams of water from the shower. That was that – was, uh, it's pretty high-quality work right there. Big yikes. Hi. I'm joined today by my biggest voyeur. Yes. 25 years strong. You turned the heater on again, didn't you? I had to. I'm freezing. Okay. I got to take my pants back on. off. It's – their heater is like all or nothing, all or nothing. Our heater has a very specific personality, and it likes to do this prank on us every year where if it's warm temperature-wise the day before, but then the next day we have to turn the heater on, mm-hmm. it does this thing where it's like, ha-ha, all the heat. You didn't yes. need me yesterday, so now I'll go full blast I all will day. not turn off. You will have to manually turn. Yeah. It's miserable. So we have to turn it on and off. And you were sitting right by it. Yep. Vent. I'm already getting a headache. The power vent. I'll go turn it off. That'd, charge the people. That'd be, that'd be great. Okay. So right now, Meg is walking towards the heater controller. Um, it's no, it's like 82 in here. I've made a, a disgusting. So when I record with no pants on, I usually sit in a leather chair and there's a puddle now. As you can imagine, <laughs> it's quite it's quite grotesque. All right, is that better? Not yet. Turn it off? It's still on. That's the other thing. You turn it off, and it's like oh, I don't think about it. I'll turn it off when I'm good and ready. So, uh, tell me about your week. 
I am not one to complain. But this weather makes me feel very complainy. Yeah, yeah. Makes me have a mind to just up and move. Me too. It's GTFO. <laughs> for real, for real. Yeah. I got the pony saddled. I cannot believe it's been a week since... I ride a stick pony. Oh. I had my license revoked. Like, long distances do you ride it? If I got a long ways to go. Oh. I ain't gonna ride itself, <laughs> as the saying goes. <laughs> <laughs> that maybe should be edited. I didn't realize that was going to sound the way it did. <laughs> I was talking about the stick horse. Of course you were. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I cannot believe it has been a week since we last sat down to record. I feel like we barely like snapped our fingers and now here we are. Yeah. It is a week later. It's been That's a busy the thing. week. That's the thing about finger snapping. Yeah. It's been a busy, busy week and that makes the time go by so quickly. Have we told people the magic of the bagster? Not a sponsor? I think we did last week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. What else is cool when you live in a an urban area oh my gosh. is that everybody goes through all your trash at the curb. So I'm – yes, this is another – this is just one component, one facet of why I am not happy with this rainy, cold weather right now is because I need – Because normally we burn our trash and <laughs> old tires in the front yard. You can't when it's raining. I need to get out to the bagster to like, I don't know, do something about the trash that's in there. So when I took the trash that we've been gathering, if you didn't listen last week, we've been cleaning up and cleaning out our house mm -hmm. and uh, we got a bagster to dispose of stuff. And I did not set hardly anything, maybe a few of Nico's toys. I put it out there without being bagged, hoping, hoping mm -hmm. that somebody would come by and take those. When I tell you, and you've seen it. Yeah, yeah. The bags, the big black garbage bags that everything was in, completely gone. Yeah. Everything's dumped out in there. I just, I feel disappointed about how that's all turned out. And in humanity. Yeah. And I would like to go out there and like try to rebag some of it. And I need to take some other stuff out. Anyway, this, the bad weather, it just won't stop raining and it's so cold. Is there anything in that that's going to like blow away? Not anymore. Okay. <laughs> anything that was in it that was going to blow away is long gone. Well, the water will hold anything else down. So I guess I say, let's just finish up our clean out and All right. have that hauled off. It's not my favorite thing in the world to have a pile of trash at the curb. I hate it. It, it No, I wouldn't go that far. I kind of like it. But it's bothering me. It's more fun when you burn it in the front yard. I'll say that. <laughs> in the front yard even. Yes. Okay. Um but yeah, it's been it's been an extremely um activity packed week. There were multiple days where I hit 10,000 steps early in the day. My Fitbit is so you've, proud of me. You've opened up two new chapters all at once in your life. You've started walking the Boston Terriers as oh, well separately yeah. because they're both maniacs. They've this yeah. is the first what last week and a half, two weeks? Yeah, about two weeks. First times that they've ever been out the front door of the house. Well, let me on purpose. Okay, let me just back you up. Let me take you back in time. When we first got the Bosties, it was it was early pandemic. Yeah. April, I realized that. May I? I got COVID. May I continue? Early 2020. Well, April 2020. Early pandemic. So you're just going to argue with yourself if I don't interject? <laughs> 
when we when they were puppy puppies, I would take them for walks. This continued on together. Mm-hmm. They would go on walks with me together. This continued, I'm going to say, through summer 2020. And then eventually I just stopped taking them. Uh, they weren't particularly good on walks. And I don't know. It was the pandemic. I don't know why I stopped, except that I did stop eventually. Got to drinking too much. It might have been around the time <laughs> it might have been around the time of the ice storm of 2020 and I just sort of never got back to it. I don't know. That's an exciting time. Um, so it is the first time in about three years, possibly more th- than three years than they that they've been out in the front yard without trying to just jailbreak it and run down the street right. for their ever loving lives. Yeah, once once they get out off leash. It's like they can't not run. No. They just run aimlessly. Mm-hmm. They want somebody to catch them. They can't stop running. They're afraid someone will catch them. So I've been trying to lightly leash train them once again so that they cannot be absolute maniacs on a leash. I did have the wherewithal to know that they cannot go outside together. Right. Yeah. The mayhem feeds frenzy. Exactly. And- they feed off of each other's chaos all the time. So yeah, I've been taking Izzy for her full length 30 minute walk, come back, get her off leash and she has to get in her bed or she will try to run out the front door when they go out for oh, dinner. She's so jealous. She's she so jealous. She cries and bawls the whole time mm-hmm. that they're out on their walks. I have finally gotten to the point where I can take each of them down to the end of our street, not even a full block, you guys, to the end of our street and come back without any of them, without either of them having one of their infamous Bosti sneeze coughing fits. Yes, the the fear reverse, of asthma. Reverse coughing is what it's called. No, reverse sneezing. Is that what they call it? Yeah, okay. yeah. So they're sucking in. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. But they, they finally can handle themselves to go down to the end of the street and come back. So maybe maybe – this coming week, we'll work on getting down and around the corner. Oh, See what happens. Let's not go crazy. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, I, I've got I've got nothing this week. Oh, it's been I a very busy work week, and I just kind of feel like I should still be working right now. It's been a very busy work week for you. I do appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk. I know you'd rather be killing zombies in the alternate universe you live in. Because that is my work week. I am a zombie slayer. That's what I do. Day in, day out. Okay, one thing I wanted to tell you. I keep a bucket under my desk for urination purposes because there are so many zombies to be killed. And if I don't, who will, Meg? I know. Clearly. We don't want the zombies running them up. No. you got to at least keep the herd thinned. Yeah. And you do enjoy a horde night on your game. Not really. Oh. It only happens every seven days, though. It's true. In this particular game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I haven't been playing games all week. Let's... Uh, no. Not hardly. Let's just me, to clarify. A credit. Just little, a small amount. A little jokey. No, you've been working very hard this week. Um, One thing that I wanted to tell you is something you were there to experience, and that was that... You had birth? You gave birth? No. You have a bucket of birth? You, you're the one with the bucket, dear Liza, dear Liza. Okay. I used to. Then Nico broke all the buckets. Well, speaking of Nico, yep. that kid always has something surprising to say. He had found well, part of my cleaning out. I went through our old homeschool supplies, and there was a couple of calculators in there. Well, he was like, oh, those are like phones. And so he's been carrying one around pretending it's his phone. So we were sitting around last night. He's playing one of them, and he playing with one of them, picks it up. He's like, very seriously, 
I got to call my friend. His name is 911. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they know him quite well there. <laughs> it reminded me of the time that AJ actually did when she was one year old. Yes. Accidentally called 911. Had a, we had a cop show up at our door, and that was all very exciting. I have an Eco Gus story I've okay. forgotten about. Okay. It's, it's a short story, but it's a two parter. Mm. Um, he'd come up to my office the other day and was wanting to sit in there and hang out. And uh, he's like, okay, I'll be right back. He takes off. It's boring. Why wouldn't you want? Anyway, he comes back and he's got, uh, you know how, how like club crackers, the rectangle ones, they come in the little plastic cellophane, whatever packagings. (laughs) He brings up two of those. Oh, really? And (laughs) he's smart. Oh my gosh. He's too clever. It's because this is not his first nor his second nor his third time here. I'm convinced. He knew that he's, he knows he's not supposed to get into food without asking. So instead of being like, Hey, is it all right if I had the snack? He thrusts one at me and is like, here, dad, you looked hungry. Like you need a snack. It was like, okay. And then, so to appease him, I I ate like two of them and then he was getting up to leave. And I was like, here, hey, could you, you know, take these back down to the yeah and put them back up? He's like, okay. He walks around the corner. He couldn't have been gone seven seconds. He comes back. I've got a filing cabinet. Like, I guess to him, it's about chest high uh, in height. And he's like, I'm just going to put these right here in case you get hungry later because he didn't want to go downstairs. He was busy. All the way down to the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. He's, a, he's a mess. Hey, I'm glad you mentioned Nico Guess and the Crackers. There's a, there is a big chunk that There's I'd already – There's a band named Nico Guess and the Crackers? <laughs> No, but there should be. Uh, it's a, a German band. There's a big reason why I this week has seemed so fast. I've repressed the memory of a good section of it because Nico had a pretty violent stomach bug. Mm, that's a uplifting story. I didn't know he was sick, and he was. It was the middle of the night, and um, he was complaining and I was like, well, here, just get in bed with me for a few minutes. I was going to try to get him to go back to sleep. A few minutes had not passed before he threw up in our bed on our yeah. gorgeous white sheets. No real warning. He was just no. like, my tummy hurts. And you were like, what are you going to? And then as soon as he said, my tummy hurts, I started saying, are you going to puke? <laughs> and I was at the same time scrambling for anything nearby that could catch the puke. I got a clear bin, a uh, plastic bin that I had been loading stuff into as we're like cleaning out and whatever. And I just dumped it out all over my bed and tried to – I caught some of it. Mm-hmm. Just enough to have to clean the bin and the bedding. Yes. But, hey, silver lining to the puke cloud – for the first time in my life, I cannot express to you how effing proud of myself I am. I successfully bleached a load of whites. You've never have you ever no. had bleach victory? No, I've been terrified to use bleach. So you've never used the it. The only bleach I have ever used was a powdered bleach, and I used it very cautiously and sporadically and i was always terrified i was going to mess something up but this load 
was our beautiful white Brooklinen sheets mm-hmm. that we both love. And they had nasty, nasty puke in them. And I will spare you the details, but let's just say it was- Let's a- just say you used my toothbrush to scrub. <laughs> no, that And was didn't crazy. tell me. I lightly rinsed with cold water the puke that I could rinse off before I washed them. But I, I did. I loaded them in. The machine did the soap. The detergent, I mean to say, and then the actual, real, legit bleach, like the the red, white, and blue Clorox. Actually, no, it's not Clorox. It's a different brand that I got at Walmart when AJ was going to do bleach art. Called not bleach. It's real bleach. I can't remember the name of it. Dollar Save. Something like that. Yes, it was actually a bleach gel, and I don't know if that contributed to my success or not. I don't know. So you now you're just like I don't. I feel like until you've. You've had the plastic bottle of okay. bleach All that right, it's that's not Hundo P. I will accept that rejoinder. However, I do know that I bleached those sheets as white as the day they were born. Are they white enough that the returning savior might wear them? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they are. So that was a victory in Jesus, my savior forever. Oh, easy there. I He's went, not a sponsor of this show. <laughs> I went evangelical for a minute. Um, okay. So that was a thing that happened. Anyway, Nico was up all night yeah. puking and diarrheaing. Yeah, that was the better portion was the, yeah. Again, the we'll bottom sp- half. We'll spare many details. But he was uh, – Back rocking and rolling within 12 hours. I was wishing I could have sent him back to school, but I was a responsible human who waited the 24 hours before I sent him back. Unlike 90% of the other parents. Yeah. Or 99% of the other parents. You're like, you keep it in. (laughs) Until you get to school. Yeah. Um, Okay. A couple of pop culture things I wanted to take note of. Okay, go. First one, we don't usually talk about sad things on Awesome Today. As we just wrapped up a story about vomiting we'll, we'll and crapping. We'll talk about gross things, okay. but we rarely talk about sad things. But I do think collectively, many of us of a certain age are feeling the heartbreak and loss of Matthew Perry. Chandler Bing. Yep. Amongst away, other roles. Amongst other roles, but definitely what he was best known for. And my best friend Catherine and I were just texting this morning just with some memories of friends and like how that was such a moment in our lives. Like I said, people of a certain age, I can remember as a freshman in college, I was a Chi Omega Pledge and every single Thursday night, Mm -hmm. the entire chapter would gather in our chapter house's lounge and we would all watch friends together not the whole friday not the whole thursday night lineup but definitely friends um i think that's aj she's the only one really tall enough to use the sink i just heard water it's raining here it's wonder it's a glorious 34 degrees and and pouring rain all day and i don't care if it's colder where you're at or snowier I'm complaining about what i'm enduring i told you i feel complaining today this house has had some unfriendly issues in the past when it's been raining where all of a sudden we had water in the house mm-hmm. and so i heard water running just now and was like oh not not again um but yeah we would like we would all it wasn't mandatory activity or anything it was just like like moths to a flame we would gather together this was in mm-hmm. the lead up to the ross and rachel uh, will they or won't they well, plot line did they <laughs> they did okay good now i don't have to go watch that and another kind of 
cornerstone touchstone for me when it comes to friends is when I went into labor with Daisy, the only of our five babies I ever labored with. Yes. I curled up in the fetal position in the hospital floor and sang the theme song to friends for like <laughs> oh. 30 minutes straight. No, but before we went to the hospital, I was in labor, but it was not time to go to the hospital yet. And I remember I went upstairs in our bedroom. This was in our San Marcos townhouse apartment and laid in bed while I was watching Friends. It was a Thursday night and uh, watched Friends while I counted contractions and mm. and all of that. I mean, it's just like so, so, so woven into the background of our lives, not to mention how many times People have rewatched it through the years because it's such a comfort show yes. to have going in the background. So anyway, it's sad. I mean, I think that it when we sad. watched the Friends reunion, it was pretty obvious that he was not doing great. I know people have talked about reading his book that came out, was it earlier this year or last year? I can't remember, recently. And him kind of you know, going into more detail and depth about his struggles with addiction and some of the really deep challenges he had gone through in his life. So it's sad. So there's that. Very awesome, isn't it, everybody? Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Okay. Do you well, have anything to add on the discussion of friends or? No. Okay. <laughs> right. That's wonderful. Um, I mean, what am, what am I going to say? Hey, we were so close. Well, what, no. what do you want me to say? Nothing. I just wondered since it was part of our shared experience of television. Okay. Well, I mean, probably nothing that's going to be well received, but I'm going to say it anyway. Oh no, it has nothing to do with him. Okay. <laughs> just, just this concept of oh, it was a part of my past. Well, it was a part of the past. Yeah. How many, how many hundreds, if not thousands, of People and things that have been a pivotal part of the past have passed away, will pass away, are passing away as we speak. Um, not to belittle the situation, just you made me feel weird because I wasn't all sad and wanting to reminisce about it. I appreciated the show when it was on, appreciate the work that he did. I'm sad for him that his life had challenges and was hard. Okay. All right. But I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> I was just making sure you had space to talk if you wanted to talk. All Do right. I have a hard time creating space for myself to talk? Not regularly, no. Okay. Only when it's cold and rainy. Only when it's COVID rainy? Is that COVID what you said? COVID rainy. Oh. Um, another significant. COVID rain would be horrible. <laughs> Thank goodness that's not something we were testing. <laughs> Another significant pop culture moment of the past week on Friday. Taylor Swift had a baby. She did. It was Taylor's version of 1989 that was released. What were you doing in 1989? I was 12 years old. Mm -hmm. So what, what grade is that? Like sixth grade-ish? I don't know for you. I think I was in my 30s. <laughs> Um, I was I was definitely wearing neon colors and probably had a wildly 80s haircut, probably a perm, if we're being honest. Oh, my word. Yeah. Um, I was reading the Babysitter's Club books. Okay. I know that for a fact. Did you? Unless they just came out in 1990. But that was the era. Like, Did you sunbathe in 89? Mm, 
only lightly. I was still preteenish enough that that wasn't high on my list. Okay. Did you? Were yeah. you out there sunbathing? I've never sunbathed in my life. I've worked outside in the sun plenty, as is evidenced by my troubled skin. Yeah. Good dead air. That was nice. Okay, I, you let um, you had that I went sort of into, the kind of pause where you were going to continue think, a story. Well, I thought you were going to keep talking, and I was thinking to myself, "Oh hell, what if she asks me what I was doing in '89, and I needed to try to remember what were you what doing I was in '89?" Well, now I didn't have time to think of the answer. So you'd have been like 14. Yeah, I was in. I was running a business. Yeah. Um, for one, I was going to school. I was playing football, basketball, track, weightlifting, all the things. That was my my junior high through high school career didn't not much changed. It was just those things. Okay. Lather, rinse, repeat. Well, in nineteen eighty nine, in December of nineteen eighty nine, Taylor Allison Swift was being born. Oh, good lord. And so that's why the album is mm -hmm. titled 1989. It, it, she sings know. about watching her own <laughs> yes, delivery. It's very metaphysical. I wasn't anticipating I mean, yes. that. Does she go chronologically? Like, first song is about her conception? <laughs> no, but that would be a very conceptual album, wouldn't it? it well, I think I'll make that album. Um, so 1989, the original version, came out in 2014. And I love this album. This album means so much to me because this is the album that baptized me into Swiftianity. Mm -hmm. This is where I finally took note of Taylor's work. Prior to this, it had been heavily country music. And by How dare you? that moment in my life, I was not a partaker of the the modern era of country music. You can just listen to it. You don't have to partake of it. You have to partake if you're going to listen to music. I it disagree. is an act of partaking. I disagree. It's an act of partaction. Participation? That too. Do you have to either lip sync or air drum or air guitar through every song? On 1989? On, in to partake of music. No. I think that anytime you listen to music, you're partaking of it. It's a it's a shared experience between the artist and you. I disagree. That's wild. Artists didn't give a crap about anything except oh, your dollars. No. What? They are not sharing an experience with you. I feel like I'm going to have a stroke. Well, That's the most wild, out-of-pocket opinion I have ever heard from you. And I've I heard have, some crazy stuff. I have stuff. never heard anybody actually suggest and believe their own words that you had an experience with the artist. I feel like I'm having an out-of-body experience right now. It is absolutely a shared communication between no, the artist and no, the listener. It's no different than laying down in the neighbor's bushes listening in on a phone call. That's what? that's how <laughs> invested the artist is in your participation. They're like, "What are you?" All right. No, this is this is patently a wrong opinion. <laughs> You're not just delusional, you're deranged. You are. You, I'll tell you what, you get Taylor to let me know that she enjoyed listening to, or didn't enjoy listening to it with you, sharing it with you, experiencing it with you. And so long as she just gives the nod that she did experience it with you, okay, then I'll, I'll take I'll, back all things said. I'll do you one better. I will share with you the prologue to the 1989 album where she specifically addresses the listener, the fan, mm -hmm. the person partaking of her music. Listen here, client. 
so I worked at a place once. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. That's bombas.com/acast. Code acast. I had clients, mm-hmm. and the firm wanted you to really deliver to people how you know you're, you're part of the family. It's the family experience. Here. No, you're not. Oh well, yeah. No, you're not. I'm. I'm not their. I'm not their son. I'm not their brother. I'm not their daddy. Totally. As soon as you lose anybody's money, they're gone. And the, the artist business is no different. It's absolutely not, different. No, no I'm. No. I'm actually like my hands are shaking. I'm so well, bewildered and angered by this opinion of yours. My hands are shaking because I have a muscle twitch in my left bicep. It's quite disturbing. Okay. Well, let me just tell you some more about 1989. Okay. Um, one of the deals with the re-releases, the Taylor's versions as they come out, you get remastered, reproduced, um, like produced again, not like mm-hmm. copied. Because they were stolen. Newly produced, I guess I could say. Yes. Versions of the original album. Now, that's interesting in and of itself because the original 1989, the stolen version, if you will, was heavily and highly influenced by pop music, iconic producer Max Martin. However, the 1989 Taylor's version is mostly – Max Martin is not involved. It's mostly produced by her current producing partner, Jack Antonoff. And so you got some slight variations. Some of the some of the songs I actually like way, way, way better under the Jack Antonoff mm-hmm. uh, producer experience. Um, but on each of the re-releases, not only do you get those – new productions, you get vault songs. So these are songs that were written in the era of the album. In a vault. In a vault. With no friends. With no, no oxygen. With no listening co-experience. Right. And no oxygen. It was just Taylor. It's hard to sing with no oxygen. I know. And so therefore, they did not make it on the album, probably mostly because of the lack because of oxygen. Because everyone died. Yes. <laughs> no, for whatever reason, these were songs, some of them never even actually put into production. Some of them not recorded even. It's still AJ. She's still in the kitchen. So okay. it's okay. No one's, no one's sprung a leak The kitchen's flooding. What happened? <laughs> um, I... Because I've not, I, all of the re-releases so far, this has not been my era. This was not my music. Like it just wasn't that meaningful to me. Oh, so you didn't experience it with her? Not in the albums leading up to 1989, the ones that have been re-released as Taylor's versions. Okay. But, but this one you did. I will say personally, and I am wildly biased, of course, I do think that these are the best vault songs yet. Okay. They How many fantastic. more vault songs do you think there are? Well, now, I don't know if this is true or not. Somewhere somebody came across her saying that there were like 150 songs that she wrote during the 
or 150 songs that she wrote during the 1989, 89 era. It's too many numbers. I'm getting confused. 1989. <laughs> yes. Um, but to the album, we get five uh, vault songs. Okay. So, so there's that. Well, actually, six if you got the special version that only released at Target. But there were over 100. That feels a lot like the old throwing it against the wall yeah, and yeah, sees yeah, what, yeah. see what sticks it. And I guess in a sense that makes sense because 1990, 19, why can't I stop saying that? 1989 marks Taylor's shift away from country into being fully a pop star, pop musician, pop artist. And so if she was transitioning away from her country roots into the pop genre, I guess it does make sense that she wrote and wrote and wrote. And like you said, threw a lot of things against the wall okay. to see what would Had work. Had to write herself out of a prior mental state. Yeah, one, think, one song at a time. I think that feels right. That's kind of what I've been doing in in business. Okay, I've say been, more. I've been well. So I'm I trade commodities and currencies and stuff and things. It's really it's an exciting world. Everyone I'm sure is just like leaning forward in their seat right now, being like, "Screw all that other stuff. Share this experience with me." And listen, I'm no Taylor Swift or musician. Okay. Sometimes I sing in the shower. Yeah. Sometimes you sing in the rain. Only if it's raining when I'm singing. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm, I've been working my way through some different methodologies. And where I'm at right now is very different than where I was just even a year ago. But it was... It was one iteration at a time, so I guess my vault of songs is a vault of trading things, but each one small, small, incremental advance different from what was prior to yeah. something that the original would not recognize now. Right. See, Taylor brings it all See, together. look at me experiencing with you, dear listeners. Thank you. Now, as a result of Taylor's 1989 Taylor's version release. There's, of course, my my TikTok for you page is, uh, I've said this before, 90 to 95% Taylor Swift content. And so last night, I happened to catch a TikTok from somebody who was like, if you are listening to 1989 Taylor's version on Spotify and you haven't adjusted this setting in your Spotify, you're doing it completely wrong. What? Okay, right? Because a huge nobody part, likes to do it completely wrong. I know. In a huge part of the listening experience, as a as a partaker of the art that the musician has created for you, is to get the full effect. Right? You want you want it to sound in your ears the way the artist meant for it to sound. Well, as it turns out on Spotify, I'm going to open it right now so I can show you because I know you listen right, to Spotify well, too. Do you want me to entertain the people while you look? No, it up? we're going to do go right now. Oh, okay. you open your Spotify app. Okay. You go to your settings, which is up here. It's your little profile picture up here in the corner. Okay. The one – I don't have a profile picture on mine. What? I refuse to upload photos of myself in <laughs> digital format. Once it exists, it never dies. Okay. Well, and whether or not you have a picture, you go to the upper left-hand corner of your screen. You tap that. That's your profile. You go okay. then to settings and privacy, okay? Oh. Settings and privacy. Then you go to playback. Okay. And what you're going to do is you're going to scroll down until you see a setting, which I now have toggled off, that says enable audio normalization. Mm. This is by default toggled on. 
I toggled it off last night. You can see mine is off. You want to go ahead and toggle that off so that you can then, so then Spotify is not going to try to like normalize those levels and smash everything down into a more flat yeah. version. You want the yeah. full, like, you want the full, like, Dolby you want the, surround sound experience. You want the backup singers to sound like they were whispering if they actually were. Right. Not competing with Taylor Allison for the spotlight. Exactly. Exactly. So that's a little PSA. Whether you like Taylor or not, if you listen to your music on Spotify. Now, I've heard that in Apple Music, you don't have to adjust everything. Apple Music gives you that lossless quality sound. Or regardless. they're just like, you get no choices. You'll listen to what we provide. That's the thing I bet that I hate about Apple Music. It's just so non-intuitive to me. It feels Maybe very Germanic. <laughs> yes. Maybe it's because I've just have been using Spotify since like 2010 era. Mm -hmm. I just feel like that's my home base when it comes to listening. But I to this, like, I, I'm like, today I learned I've been doing music wrong well, because I had not toggled that setting off. yesterday you learned. Yes. Yeah. Okay. To be precise. Yeah. Let's be, it's, I like to run an accurate ship here. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Yes. And it makes me wonder, too, because you and I like to listen to some of that meditative, like, theta wave, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, beta mm -hmm. wave. What are the other waves? Uh, gamma, theta, delta, beta, it's a bad fraternity. Yeah, it's all the Greek letters. We like to listen to those sometimes for meditation or for deep work. And I'm wondering if you make this adjustment on your Spotify, if you might have a deeper listening experience. Maybe I can't handle it any more intense than it already is. Maybe you couldn't handle me. Yeah, it's true. I'm barely tolerable. Most times, uh, so. No, except for when you um, confidently hold wrong opinions, such as your one about yeah. you know, artists and music it's, and the listener. You know, as is per usual with our exchanges, bring some, bring some facts. This bring is not a matter receipts. of fact. Yeah, it is. It's just whose opinion is right. Mm -hmm. And I maintain that mine is. Now, do you have any interjections in this? Hang on, I'm swallowing some vomit in my throat. <laughs> What else? What else? Is, you you had a full week. Yep. Um, you've been watching a show. I think. Oh, this isn't a show. It's a it's a thing I've been reading. That's what I'm said. You've been you've been listening to a book. Well, if I may, before I get into that, with your eyes. No, I haven't been listening. I've actually been reading this one. You watched someone so else listen to a book. Yeah, it's so entertaining. That's good. That's good. You experienced it with them. <laughs> they were they were meaningful. I have been watching something, a show with mm -hmm. our daughter AJ. Okay. And we mentioned it briefly today. It's called How to Kill Your Husband Father. <laughs> and get away with it in six easy steps. No. Three easy steps. Would you be would you be interested if I could show you two easy steps? <laughs> It can't be just one. No. Um, it's on the YouTube channel, Sam and Colby. Okay. Sam and Colby are young men who are like in their mid-20s. And they've been doing YouTube for a long time. I did not watch. Since during, their mid-teens? 
kind well maybe not their mid-teens but like their late teens early 20s okay um they used to like as, as i understand it from aj they used to like just kind of go on quote-unquote adventures like go do stuff and vlog it and and that was sort of their shtick but a couple of years ago they took a hard turn into the paranormal category and now they do like ghost hunting ghost are they good I, it's okay to say no. Okay, listen. I'm gonna, I'm going to tell you this. I've been on a real journey with them. AJ's peering around the corner because she's like, "They're good. They voice." I will good. fight you, old man. <laughs> I heard there were two easy steps. <laughs> um, as far as ghost hunting on YouTube goes, I'm going to say they're in the top quadrant. But there, there's still been some things that I'm just like, okay, like I yeah. don't know. I mean, sometimes poop floats. Yeah, sometimes little girls hum in your office. That's happened twice. Yeah, which is now a regular occurrence for you. So you probably wouldn't even be that interested in ghost mm-hmm. hunting because you're like, why Why go hunt? We right. live in a haunted house. Have to look far. So, but you've made this comment too. Like watching the shows, how did you feel about their content based on what we've experienced? Yeah, I, it's, it is kind of a letdown of if you have like <laughs> – If you have your own ghosts. <laughs> exactly. And I said this about the Other World series last week, Many Things. Um, now, that Many Things series did get a lot more intense than what we live with. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. Uh, to go back to your original question, how are they as ghost hunters? I would say they're good. They have all the equipment. They try to really take a balanced approach between being skeptical about things, but also pooping their to pants, find screaming like prepubescent people and they running. They never have screamed like girls that I've heard. I so didn't far. say girls. You said prepubescent people. People, okay. Um, they have been doing a series. That takes place at the Conjuring House, the most haunted house in America. I own it, actually. I'm very familiar. It started last Sunday. The newest episode came out on Wednesday night. It was an hour and 40 minutes. And I will say it was some of the scarier TV. Like I was getting up, walking around the living room with my hands over my mouth, kind of like shocked and scared. Interesting. Maybe you do experience things with people, but other people don't experience Uh, them with you. Okay. Thank you. There can be a difference there. Okay. I like that we've come to this understanding of each other. Well, I'm just trying to make sense out of the mess I've got to live in. (laughs) Is that unfair? <laughs> uh, no, I think that feels right. Anyway, the newest episode. There's a four. It's a four part series. Oh my! We've seen parts That's one a lot and two. Of invested. I know, and I'm telling you, each one is like a movie's length of material to watch. It's way too much. It's the best ghost hunting thing I've ever seen, and I've watched a lot of ghost hunting things. So part three <laughs> comes out tonight. So we're very excited about that. Okay. Did I talk last week or had it happened yet? No, we talked about it last week. The, the humming. humming. Yeah, but you had people, the Awesome Today fam did not know it happened again this week. Yeah, it happened again this week. But now you're like not even scared. No, this time it wasn't scary. This time it was actually, it was pleasant. She was just having fun. And since I didn't get mutilated last time, I felt like, well, I got a maybe a better than 50-50 chance of walking out of this okay. I'm going to stay off the stairs. I'm not going to carry any appliances near water or anything stupid. <laughs> not going to invite problems. Um I did start reading something new with your ears? No, this with is With your eyes? I told you this. I've been reading this in print. Molly. It is fan fiction. So there's that. <laughs> okay. I just you read it because they didn't have an audio version. <laughs> yes. 
Okay. <laughs> the only reason I thank you that I yes. have for reading is if it's fan fiction and I cannot listen to it. But people do. There's a thing called podfic where people, usually not the author, but people will narrate into audiobook fan fiction. I just had a brilliant brainstorm. Okay. You have all this recording equipment, right? I Basically do. a DJ studio. Why you have turntables, I don't know. But <laughs> you also have two sons who are supposed to practice reading. Yeah. You could make them read the fanfic into Mike, and then you could listen to it. You don't know the kind of fanfic I read. It's very inappropriate. Well, how dare you? How dare I not You're, is the question. You should be embarrassed. I will not be embarrassed. I'm, I'm experiencing you're embarrassed with you. <laughs> That's called secondhand embarrassment. Uh-huh. Um, I, well, if you won't be ashamed, I have to be ashamed for well, you. Well, buckle up, Betty, because it's about to get more embarrassing. Oh, yeah? I saw on TikTok last night before I went to bed a girl who was like, okay, I'm going to start a series on my favorite Dramione fanfic things. Do you know what Dramione is? It's uh, – Yes, but I've I've heard it. It's a whole relationship thing. Thank you. Between her and who? Draco. Okay, yes. And Hermione, Draco Malfoy, Hermione Granger, two characters from Harry Potter. Now, there's a lot, a lot, and I cannot emphasize this strongly enough, a lot of ships, relationships that fans put together uh, in the Harry Potter universe. They get sexual. Yeah, for sure. Like most of them, I would say 99% of them. Spanking. <laughs> yep. You can find that if that's what you're looking for. <laughs> Heavy petting, well. all the all the official <laughs> clinical terms. I'm a dreary girl myself. My foray, my, my uh, origin story of, mm-hmm. of fanfic is from the Draco Malfoy Harry Potter ship. But in the past few years. Wait. Those two? Yeah. Like. Bosom buddies? Oh, more than buddies. Well, bosom buddies is a thing. Yeah. So, okay. We've I had no about idea this. that was a We've thing. We've talked about this. Listen, you talk a lot. Maybe you thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't always listen. <laughs> Maybe you thought I was kidding, but I'm not. No, no. That's, uh, I don't know. I vaguely remember you mentioning that, but it's been years yeah. since you mentioned it. And I didn't know fully in the moment just now. Yeah. That was my entry point into the whole entire world. Put innuendo around everything. <laughs> of fan fiction. But sometime during the pandemic when I was watching more TikTok, I did discover that there's this Dramione mm-hmm. ship. I have read a few of them. I don't know. And the, and the ones I've read are good, but it just hasn't really been my thing. But I saw this TikToker last night and she's like, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to start a series telling you why you should read my favorite Dramione fix. And the first one that she talked about is called The Disappearances of Draco Malfoy. Now, Draco Malfoy fix, people are somewhat divided on them because in almost every fic, of them sort of more mainstream fanfics, Draco has an, a redemption arc, right? A redemption arc that allows him to fully recover, repair, heal from whatever. Stop being a douche. Yeah, stop being a death eater and regret his choices, right? Mm -hmm. So there's this feeling like the Draco fix that take place while they're still at Hogwarts are maybe not as – well fleshed out. Okay. Because they're still kids. They're still at Hogwarts. 
whatever. Well, this is, this kind of brings up an interesting thing I wanted to talk about, the different approaches to fan fiction. Like the different reasons why a fanfic writer takes the perspective they do on characters. And I'm talking about across the board, not just the Harry Potter universe. One approach, I feel like you've completely spaced out. Sometimes you talk a lot and I don't really pay attention to what you're saying. I'm sorry. Go ahead. One is to create an alternative universe Mm -hmm. where you get your favorite characters, but you can put them into any universe you want. And so that's a really popular one. Just kind of take those characters out of their context and and put them in something that's more familiar to you. There's whole show series genres based on that, like the old Quantum Leap. Yes. Favorite character, different setting every time. Exactly. That's a great example of the alternate universe. I experience things with artists. You do. You had an experience with Tom Selleck's Magnum P.I. shorts on TikTok a few minutes ago before Uh, we started recording. Okay, we got to stop for that. (laughs) Now, I wasn't – I wasn't – I don't know. I can remember a few episodes of Magnum P.I. as a kid. When they were, I think, still live airing, but we didn't watch much TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you and I were dorm directors and what the first – it was the first summer that we did that uh, because we were broke as a joke. Yep. During the summer, our dorm was kept open for all of the camps that went on, which meant we had to have a night guard staff on duty. And so I chose to be the night guard. Yep. And I took like, what, two or three classes. I can't remember that summer, but I'd structured everything out so that I would work all night. Then I would go to class then I would come home and sleep all day. Um, it was really upside down and backwards. But in those final hours in the middle of the, you know, two, three, four in the morning, Oh, it was exhausting, hard to stay awake. And so I'd be trying to watch TV down, down in the main lobby, whatever. And Magnum PI was airing. And I think I watched almost the entire probably thing that summer. Um, Tom Selleck, of course, the mustache, mm-hmm. the iconic mustache. But on Magnum PI, he had the short shorts. Oh, yeah. The 80s. Short shorts. We, we called like- them nut cutters. <laughs> Short shorts is such a generous term to apply. Literally, the only reason his junk didn't fall out of a short leg is because they were so tight it kept everything pinned to his thigh. It was very racy, and it was the eighties, and everyone just acted everybody like just like, yeah, I got a pair of those too. It's so wild. I warmed to the church picnic. <laughs> Gave those kids something to talk about. If you can find that TikTok, maybe we'll share it. Oof, I don't know. It was, it was a little ways back in your TikTok feed. Speaking of those nights that we had to – sometimes during the school year, if one of our night guards didn't show up, one of us had to go do it. Mm-hmm. And there was not a, just a few nights where I had to go down in the middle of the night. And this – I'd never walked the grounds or anything, but somebody had to be in the main lounge. Yeah. And – um. And I didn't ever watch Magnum PI. I would watch this was a this was a wild choice for me. QVC. Oh, QVC in the middle of the night. Is it that wild? What a great show! What no, a brilliant the whole, concept. The whole channel was just like thing after thing. Yeah, of I like, mean, I, I said show, but I, I know what QVC yes. is. It's it's a brilliant concept, and it's still going to this day. Of course, it is. There's always insomniacs and alcoholics who will buy anything. In retrospect, I honestly think I I sort of accidentally taught myself 
how some to of buy the, things no, at 2 a.m.? <laughs> well, yes. But also some of the skills I would need for podcasting, just like that, that being live yeah. on camera, talking to people and just chit-chatting. I think I picked up on some of that and it helps me in my eventual podcasting career. You should write an audio book. In fact, I will. From QVC to podcast. Oh, I just had a brilliant idea. What? You could be a real trendsetter here. Make you, an audiobook about QVC. You release a book only in audio format, and then instead of like the normal is like I write a book, somebody reads it. Yeah. You hire people to transcribe it. <laughs> <laughs> you do it backwards. Yeah. How artistic. Um, good. But let's say we get back to fanfic real fast. Okay, I'm sorry. Tell me more about Harry's Potter. Okay, so we got the alternate universe. The main reason I wanted to say this is just to circle back to or this fanfic. Harry's I'm Potter. Okay, I knew you sorry. were thinking. I could tell by the look on your face you were not here. Um, there's also the fix-it fic. This is where a fanfic writer will feel like the original creator of the story, whether it is a book, a movie, a TV show, whatever, that they like made a bad choice with their characters. So they'll like yeah. sort of like fixed it for you. Do yeah, a fix yeah. it fic. Now, the disappearances of Draco Malfoy is more of a what you might call a remix fic or it acts it asks the question, what if? Mm -hmm. So there's this scene in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows where Draco Malfoy, who has been coerced into the job of killing Dumbledore. Like Dumbledore basically offers him this second chance and is like, I can hide An you. internship? <laughs> no, not kind of, maybe. I guess you could call it that. Okay. Like the Order of the Phoenix could protect you and your family. Like, let us help you. Let us step in. We can rescue. Basically, he doesn't say it exactly like this, but he's like, we can rescue you from Voldemort's control over your family molester hands yes basically and creepy lack of nose um yeah, that's pretty nasty now no offense if any listeners don't have a nose in the canon in the book malfoy of course does not take him up on this but this fic asks the question what if he did mm. and so i'm only a few chapters in it's incredible writing so far i'm deeply enjoying it and so, yeah, because as you pointed out, it's not available on audio. Oh, oh my gosh. Speaking of audio. Okay. What? Close, close the chapter on the Jeremiah fic I'm reading on audio. Also this week in pop culture, I didn't even put it in the notes. I read the Britney Spears memoir. Yes. On you audio. Did. Yes. Narrated by Michelle Williams. I know her. You do. Ha we have like two degrees of separation from Michelle Williams. It's true. I've given her dad a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> He's given you a lot of advice. It's true. It's true. Um, but yeah. Is he my Dumbledore? Yes, he is very much your Dumbledore. Are you Draco or Harry, though, in this I story? I feel like I could be Hagrid. <laughs> I read Britney Spears' memoir in two days. and it's, You powered it. I did. And honestly, if it wasn't having a pop culture moment that I knew I was going to want to and need to speak to, I would not have finished it. It is so difficult. I even told you as I was reading, like, it's so sad and so dark. Yes. I don't know what I'm supposed to say to that. Basically, I just wanted to take that as a note, too, that I did I did reading with my eyeballs this week and also my ears. All your, all your 
upper orifices. Oh my god! <laughs> I had to be sure we stayed upstairs apartment. I don't know what else you do in your free time. All right, you've had strikingly little to say today. Are you kidding? I've interrupted so many times. I'm embarrassed, and that never happens. <laughs> But that's all I got. That was quite a bit. That's all I got. Okay. Let me think. Okay. Um, anything. Stuff. I don't know. I guess everybody should just have an awesome today. Should they? I guess. Okay. Well. Please do. I mean, if you're going to. Yeah. If you're going to have a day anyway. You might as well. You might as well make it awesome. Because if you don't, it's just going to suck. Make it awesome, keep it haunted. There's not always somebody else to blame for things sucking. Right. You should try always. Yeah. But not always. So, one way or the other, pick the awesome one. Okay. Please do. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.